We talked about growth and focus. We talked about calm. If you got growth on your mind and you're focused and you can maintain calm, you're in the right mindset. Now it's like, what do I do? What do I do to help myself grow? What do I do to help myself get better focus? What do I do to be calm? Well, calm is about preparation. If you prepare for an instance or a circumstance, you can maintain calm. Well, what's part of preparation? Motivation is really important when it comes to preparation. But for me, the most important thing in preparation, whether it's personal or professional, is consistency. So today's message is about being consistent. So why is consistency so important? Well, I repeat myself a lot. They say it takes the average person seven times to hear something that's detail-oriented. Not like, oh, we're gonna go home at 5.30 today. That's not what I'm talking about. Like if someone talks about heart surgery and the details involved, it will take you seven times from hearing that to remember exactly what was told to you. Why? Well, because if you consistently hear the same thing, eventually you'll remember it. That's kind of how the human body works. But repetition breeds awareness. That's why when you go to college or you learn something through, you know, the internet, the more you repeat the information or you study that information, you're becoming familiar with it through consistently being exposed to it. So if you study something every day of the week, seven days in a row, by the eighth day, you're probably going to be familiar with it where you can repeat whatever it is you've been studying for those seven days in a row. The more consistently you do something, the more comfortable you get doing it. The more comfortable you get doing it, by nature, the better you will be at it. Consistency builds momentum. So for example, if someone says, I want to get healthier, I want to eat healthy. The first day you decide to eat healthy, you probably feel clumsy and awkward. You're not sure what you're doing. You're trying to figure out what foods are the best ones for you. Because you're preparing as you go. You're preparing as you do it. Now, if you spend a month prior preparing what you're going to eat next month, you'll be better at it. You'll be more calm. I recently said, I'm going to go all vegan and I didn't prepare properly for it, and it's become stressful to me. I'm not even calm while I'm doing it. And then I found out there's this thing called Green Chef that made it really easy. I'm like, oh my goodness, don't prepare it all for me. This is simple, I can just do this and, and move on, and it's simple. But I wasn't prepared, so I lost my calm doing it. I need to be more consistent in this practice. The more consistent I got, the more calm I got, the more I enjoyed it. Now, what's the challenge with being consistent in anything, personal or professional? What's the biggest challenge we all have? Once the short-term joy is gone, the motivation goes along with it. So for example, how many of you folks have said on January 1st, I'm gonna eat better. I'm gonna work out at the gym. I'm gonna start creating a vision board. I'm gonna write, I'm start journaling every day. I'm gonna stop using profanities. I'm gonna be respectful to everyone around me. I'm going to walk to work. I'm going to get to work early. I'm going to stay work late. I'm going to study more on my profession when I'm not at work. And you do it for the first week of the year, the first month of the year, the first three months of the year. But by the fourth month, everything that you told yourself you're going to do consistently is gone. You're back to your old habits. And your old habits don't mean bad habits, just your old habits. They could be bad, they could be good. I don't know, that's for you to determine. What happens is the short-term joy is gone. You lose momentum or motivation, so you stop and just go back to what's easy and comfortable. We all do it. So how do you get around that? How do you get around losing your motivation? Well, first of all, you gotta have the ability to look forward. 
look forward where? Into your future. So for example, if you smoke cigarettes and you want to stop smoking cigarettes, I often, I use cigarettes as a great example of this. It's the short term gain or pleasure for the long term illness. I'm going to smoke cigarettes right now. The nicotine is going to give me a high right now. It's going to feel good right now. But long term, I'm going to get potentially get lung cancer, other cancers. I'm going to look old. It's going to age my skin. My teeth will be brown. My fingertips will be yellow. There's, I can give you all kinds of benefits. I call it the three shades of brown. For anyone that smokes, I try to make them grossed out so they stop smoking because I'm anti-smoking. I don't like it around me. And it burns my eyes. But if you look at the short-term benefit versus the long-term benefit of working out, the long-term benefit is greater. You need to work out now for the next two months and you're not really going to see the benefit. But in three, four months, you will see the benefit. So how do you get around that? Well, I got a tool. Choice, habit, instinct. That is the tool. All of you guys who did my catch training, you've heard me talk about it. Choice, habit, instinct. You got to make a choice. I want to change this about my life. I want to change this behavior about my life. Whatever it is, whether it be drinking, smoking, drugs, exercise, the way you talk, the people you talk to or you don't want to talk to anymore, the sacrifices you do to please everyone else. You become a people pleaser versus taking care of yourself first. We all do this. I often get into people please mode and I know when it's happening, I go, oh my God. Generally for me, when I people please, I people please the people at Renaissance and then my family does the cost of sacrifice. No, no, I'm done with that. That's not the case. Previously, I was always about people pleasing here at Renaissance, whether it be the retailer or you, the team. Now my priorities are very clear to me. Choice, habit, instinct, my faith, my family, my finance. Finance being Renaissance. My faith helps me take care of my family and treat my family better. And my finance takes care of my family. So above me and below me are meant to take care of my family. That is what I, I chose to do it. I habitually done it. Now it's natural. It's instinctual for me. I couldn't stop it if I wanted to. Well, I could, I'd have to do a new choice, do it frequently enough to make it a habit. And then once that habit has happened so frequently, it becomes second nature. I don't even need to think about it. So many of you now, you'll see when I see Sophie and JT, I generally get, either I get a cup of coffee, I walk in, I walk over, I hug or kiss both of them. Why? Because I'm at Renaissance and they're here and they're my children. I want to make sure I acknowledge how much I love them. And I feel good about it. It's habitual to me. Now, I don't even think I did it today. I walked up to JT. He said, what dad? I thought, I just want to hug you. Oh, he looked like he got nervous. So short-term versus long-term is a really big deal when it comes to consistency. You have to make a choice. Is there a behavior I want to change that on the short-term, I'm not going to see the benefit, but I can see in the future that that's who I want to be. I can't be that person right now, but when I am that person, I'm going to love it, enjoy it, and be better because of it. If you can do that, if you can see that, then you can make a choice right now that'll eventually become your habit, that'll eventually become your instinct, that'll be second nature to you. So I'm trying to stop using profanities. I made a choice. Habitually, I get through many days now that I literally will not say a single one, it happens. I know the last two days I was with my kids, I didn't, not one of them came out of my mouth. I know, it just didn't happen. If I have enough of those days, habitually, it'll become second nature. I just won't do it anymore. That's powerful, we all should want that. I mean, not just about profanities, about life, like there's things that we wanna be. You know, what's an easy goal? Waking up at a certain time of day. Start your day at a certain time. We should all have a time we start our day. And what happens is we say, oh, it's Saturday, Sunday, I'm gonna sleep in. Why? 
That's how you mess up your instinctual behavior. You have to be consistent. If you wake up at seven o'clock every day, do it on Saturday or Sunday. Well, Ted, I'm tired. Go to bed earlier. Don't change the time you start, change the time you end. It's easier to flex the time you end than the time you start. Let your day always start, why? Because when you wake up and you start something, you gotta feel a certain way mentally, physically. Don't mess that up. I start my day no later than 6 a.m. every day, no matter what, I don't care. No matter what, I wanna start that day. If I wake up at seven, I feel like something's wrong. My mind is not where I need it to be. And choice, habit, instinct is the way to do that. Now, on top of that, we talk about priorities a lot around here. Priorities are a big deal to me. And I talk about priorities and flex time in the catch training. So what a lot of us do when we lose momentum, we make too many priorities in our life. Everything's a priority. We have too many of them. Guess what? We feel overwhelmed and we just give up on being consistent. Don't do that. At the very worst case scenario, pick three priorities a day. Just three. It's a nice number and anybody can accomplish three priorities a day. If you get three done, you'll feel accomplished. And guess what? The next day you'll want to do it again. Pick three a day. I got to do these three today. These are my priorities today. Don't overwhelm yourself because what happens with consistency over and over again is we put too much of a burden on ourselves. We don't accomplish what we set out to accomplish. Then we lose momentum. We stop trying. You only fail when you stop trying. It's okay to fall. It's not okay to stop trying. I pride myself in not failing. That doesn't mean I mess up. It doesn't mean I don't fall. It doesn't mean I don't do things wrong. It doesn't mean I don't break patterns. It doesn't mean any of that stuff. It just means no matter what happens, I refocus, I analyze what's going on around me, and I get back up. So if you're in that moment when you're losing your calm because you lost your consistency today, which will cost you momentum, stop, D-E-A-R, digest, evaluate, analyze, respond. You don't need to DAR just with someone else. Someone asked you a question or engaged you. You can do it with yourself. I'm not doing what I want to do today. Why? You start getting mad at yourself. You start getting emotional. You start feeling overwhelmed. Your body temperature goes up. And you go, forget it. I don't even care. That's not going to solve the problem. Step back. Refocus. Ask yourself what you want to be. Go back and start. What you start out to do. Because there's this thing, and I'm trying to give you guys practical tools to use as we do this. So when I was working with addicts in recovery, they always would lapse. And when they lapse, they would say, I'm just a drug addict. There's no getting over this. I'm a drug addict. That is what it is. So I came up with this cool phrase to help them as best I could to keep them motivated so they could be more consistent, keep momentum going. I said, listen, it's not about recovery forever. It's about creating distance between your last use and your next use. So, for example, they said, I'm sober for a day. Good. Can you be so? And I, but I had a relapse. I, was, I used again the second day. Okay, let's see if we can be sober for two days now. So they're not starting over. They're starting again. So if you lose your momentum, you don't need to start over. Just start again. That's important to understand that because if you try to set out to do something, you feel like you failed. You haven't failed. You reach your capacity for that time. Now create more capacity. So there's people that I, was, I often help to quit cigarette smoking. And my goal was always to get them to 30 days without using. If they got to 30 days, they could quit. They literally, could, I knew they could quit if they got to 30 days. At least that's what I believed. There might be other doctors and scientists tell you different, but my belief was 30 days, you don't need to smoke no more. So if you go five days without doing a behavior, you do it on your sixth day, I would say, all right, let's go 10 days. And I would tell them, that was great. Look, you did five days and you didn't think you could do a day. 
You get someone to do a month. Look, you did a month. You were sober for a month. You didn't think you could do a month. You didn't think you could do a week. You did a month. And if you have a problem where you do something once a year, folks, that's not a problem. That's an accident. I don't care who you are. If you get drunk once a year, you do drugs once a year, you smoke cigarettes once a year, you curse once a year, you can control that problem. At that point, that's a choice. <laughs> not really a problem. Because you say, I don't want to do it anymore. You can stop with a blink which is what it's all about. I would ask everyone in this room, everyone on the call, to figure out in your life certain patterns of behavior that you're having that you want to change. The only way to change behavior is to reinforce an alternative behavior consistently. Consistently. I don't want to smoke cigarettes. Well, I'm going to chew gum consistently so I can quit smoking cigarettes. I'm going to basket weave consistently whenever I want to grab a cigarette. So you'll know somebody become a great basket weaver. Wow, they must have smoked a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> That's just kind of what will happen. But I'm telling you guys, a lot of you have talked to me. Last week, I got probably the greatest amount of feedback ever off of last week's message. And I appreciate everyone that came and talked to me about it because it was powerful for me. Hearing everyone come to me and tell me what you guys all told me. It was the most powerful response I've ever gotten from any message I've ever given. And thank you. So now I'm saying, okay, we're just going to keep that going. If you want to change who you are, the greatest thing you could do is pick a behavior and be consistent and you will change who you are. You've all told me many times the change you've seen me do over the last two years, three years, it's been a choice of behavior and I've said I'm going to consistently reinforce myself. I'm going to start over again because I'm not going backwards. I don't need to go back and build the first, second floor. If I'm building the third floor of my behavior and it falls over, I don't need to rebuild the first and second floor. It's already built. I'm starting on the third floor again. If I went a month and I've tripped up, if I curse today three times, I get to start all over tomorrow and say, I don't want to curse tomorrow. Every day is a new day for us. Don't forget that. Every client engages a new opportunity to talk to our retailers and motivate them, inspire them. And I know when you guys inspire a retailer, I know it feels good because many of you told me, they said this, it was awesome. You know, I remember the first time Mia got excited talking to a dealer, blew my mind. She was excited. She recommended something, they listened. She was like, she was flying. I think she was high for like the next week and a half, you know, on a natural high. Got to clear that up. We're talking about drugs right here. But it was really cool seeing me so excited that she had an impact on a dealer. There's nothing more powerful when you can impact someone else's life. But the most powerful impact is when you impact your own life.